Hi, I'm Phil. I'm co-host uh, of the Homicide Canada uh, com podcast. Podcast. I'm here with my co-host and producer Tammy. Uh, yeah. So this is I don't know what episode is this again, Tammy? Is this... I think it's twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Okay. Yeah. So this is our twenty-seventh episode. Uh, yeah, and this is our episode uh, where we cover uh, the, the homicides uh, that occurred in Canada in July of 2022. Uh, yeah, and as I, I mentioned, uh, yeah, it's the Homicide Canada podcast, and we have a website corresponding to it, which is homicidecanada.com, and in our, on that website, we try to basically um, track every homicide in Canada uh, that happens as, as the months go on in that. Um, yeah, and we basically try to have a page for that as well, or basically a page for each homicide. Uh, okay, uh, and beyond the website, uh, there's other ways you can keep track of us as well. So we ha- we're on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, yeah, I would just search for us under Homicide Canada and our, and our pages should show up. Uh, we're on Twitter, homicide underscore Canada. Uh, our DMs are always open. Uh, it's a good way to track. Um, basically we try to have a, like a, a Twitter, uh, or a tweet rather of like the homicides as they happen. Uh, yeah. So yeah. In these episodes, basically we try to, we go over the stats of all the homicides that happen in the month in Canada. And also we go through some of the more, uh, I guess noteworthy or interesting homicides that happen. And also some updates on some homicides like arrests or things like that on past cases. Okay, so uh, let's get into the year-to-date uh, Canada homicide. So I guess today when we're recording that, recording it's August 23rd, and uh, our count so far is 454 homicides, uh, male 346, uh, female 92. Uh, that projects out to t- for 2022 uh, to 705. Uh, that compares to our count from last year of 690 in 2021. Uh, that's a projected homicide rates uh, per 100,000 of 1.84. Um, yeah, that's uh, obviously that is pretty close. Uh, the one thing I'll say is usually our projections are pretty low because as time goes on, we usually find like discover homicides that we didn't know about, or you know somebody gets it gets announced like say next year that. They found a body, and then it corresponds to a homicide from the year before, and that. So yeah, it's so I don't. Know. It's pretty close, seven hundred five to six ninety from last year. So it's pretty close, but that'll probably go a little higher. But like that's obviously like not a, like a. It's not going to be a thirty percent increase or anything like that. So, uh, we also have some stats here for the provincial a hundred k, homicides per hundred k so far, and this is. This is a, a projected out for the, the ones that have happened so far in the year that we projected it out during the year. Uh, so, yeah, who leads? Uh, that's Manitoba with uh, 6.94 uh, homicides per 100,000 uh, people. Um, Saskatchewan is way back at 4.39, which is interesting considering last year they actually had uh, slightly more homicides than Manitoba. Um, British Columbia is also farther back than Saskatchewan at 2.83. Uh, Alberta is at 2.73, uh, then down in Nova Scotia at 1.6, uh, Ontario at 1.54, uh, New Brunswick at 1.0, Quebec uh, at only 0.66, uh, Newfoundland with uh, 0.61, and I believe that Prince Edward Island has not recorded a homicide yet this year, so they're at zero. Um, we also have some stats for some of the bigger municipalities in Canada. Um, so their projected 2022 uh, homicide rate for 100,000 people 
Uh, I guess unsurprisingly, since Manitoba's in the lead for the provinces, we have uh, Winnipeg at 6.84. Uh, that is followed by uh, Regina by, by th at 3.43, uh, Edmonton at 3.38, uh, Halifax at 2.47, uh, Toronto 2.39, uh, Brampton at 2.37, uh, Calgary at 2.26, uh, Vancouver at 2.11, uh, Mississauga at 1.73, uh, Montreal at 1.59, Ottawa at 1.37, and then at the bottom of the big cities we track is Hamilton at 0 0.82, which is interesting considering... They only have, what, how many homicides? Is it three or five? Or? I think we're at three now. Three. And, yeah, yeah and last year they, there was 19 in Hamilton. So I don't know. Crazy. I don't know what the difference is. So, yeah, Winnipeg at the top of the big cities. Um, I think we also track Thunder Bay, but I'm not sure of it offhand because I don't include it in this list because they're a pretty small um, city, like, uh, I don't know, well under 500,000 people. I think probably around 100, but I think they're even higher, a lot higher than Winnipeg this year. Uh, okay, yeah, and beyond that, uh, yeah, we have an email address that's, I guess, what is it, info at homicidecanada.com? Yeah. Yeah, so if we've missed a murder, you can email us there. Um, also, um, yeah, for each province, we have like a page and territory where it lists all the homicides that happened in your province this year. Uh, yeah, and for some of the bigger cities, we have like a, a separate page for each municipality. So yeah, if you want to go and see like how many homicides and who they are in Toronto, you can go to that page. Uh, basically, you can just go to homicidecanada.com, and if you go look up at the top, there's some menu uh, items, and you can pick the municipal uh, yeah, municipal list up there, and yeah, and you can go to it and find, it, find uh, your city. Yeah, and we seem to be having like a server problem, but if you hit refresh, it works. <laughs> We're still working on that, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, for the July homicide stats, um, July 2022 saw a total of 65 homicides compared to 58 last year. That's a 12% increase. Um, there were nine female victims and 56 male victims. So that's relatively normal. Yeah, I guess the one thing is, is that I guess typically July is one of the more, like as we've been tracking throughout the years, July is one of the higher months usually. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's kind of like not surprising. It's got a fair number of homicides. Okay. Uh, yeah. Now I'm going to talk about the youngest and the oldest victims of the month. Um, yeah. So the oldest victim was 74 year old James Monahan from Winnipeg or in Winnipeg. Um, that's interesting considering we had 65 homicides. Uh, who would have thought there would have been someone older? Uh, so Winnipeg police were called to the report of a deceased man at a residence in the 700 block of Sherburn Street on July 29th at approximately 4.30 p.m. Uh, police located 74-year-old James Monahan of Winnipeg deceased at the scene and said the circumstances surrounding the incident are suspicious. His death is being investigated as a homicide. Uh, no arrests have been made. Uh, so yeah, I guess we don't know very much about that case at all. No. So no cause of death or anything. Nothing. Okay. Uh, and then the youngest is a 17-year-old boy in Montreal. Uh, his death was part of a double homicide where two teens were killed in a Montreal shooting. Uh, Montreal police were called to the area of Ronald and Avon Streets on July 28th at approximately 2 a.m. Uh, police have offered little information in the case, but it's reported that a 17-year-old male died of his injuries in hospital after multiple shots were fired at a car. 
Uh, an 18-year-old male was also killed, and his body was found inside a vehicle involved in the incident. Uh, so no arrests have been made. That was the uh, Montreal's 14th and 15th homicide of the year. Uh, okay, um, so now I'll say what the uh, the provincial totals were uh, for July of 2022. Uh, so Ontario, the most populous province, led with 22 homicides. Uh, BC had 14. Uh, Alberta and Manitoba both had 10. Uh, Quebec, which is the second most uh, populous province, only had three. Uh, Saskatchewan had two. Uh, New Brunswick, um, Newfoundland, Nova Scotia, and all the territories and PEI all had zero homicides in July in 2022. The cities with more than one homicide, uh, Toronto had seven, Calgary had four, Winnipeg had four, Surrey had four, but Two of those were part of a double homicide. Chilliwack had two. That was a double homicide. Edmonton had two. Langley had two. That was a double homicide. Montreal had two. That was a double homicide. Norway House had two. And surprisingly, they that was not a double homicide. Where is Norway House? Um, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have to look. Um, Ottawa had two. Vancouver had two. Bonn had two. And Whistler... The Vaughn was also a double homicide. Okay. Whistler had two, and that was a double homicide as well. So six double homicides in July then. Yeah, it's pretty wild for that's, Canada. For Canada, yeah. yeah. We're not the U.S., so like, uh, yeah, that's a lot of double homicides. And murders by type. There were 26 shootings, nine stabbings, seven beatings, two other, and 20 undisclosed or unreleased. So that's a lot of shootings for Canada as well. That is true, yeah. Because uh, oftentimes you'll see like a lot of stabbings, sort of in the ratio of the shootings. Um, I guess with some, obviously we've got 20 that we don't know. Uh, it's interesting. I figure probably, I think probably like if it's a shooting, we're more likely to know it's a shooting because like somebody wrote for yeah. it and that. But um, yeah, but if it's stabbing, you don't, they're not, all, the police obviously a lot of the time initially say like they're not going to report on this, the cause of death until like it goes to court. Um, yeah. But somebody has to find it out, but. Also, Norway houses in Manitoba. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> and so that I've never heard of Norway House, and they had two unrelated homicides. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. All right. Uh, let's get to the noteworthy June murders. Okay. So, homicide thirty-four of uh, in Toronto. Uh, yeah, this is uh, definitely uh, yeah a pretty. Sad case. Uh, a woman who was set fire on a TTC bus in June uh, died of her injuries. So uh, Toronto police and emergency crews were alerted that a woman had been set on fire at the Kipling station on Friday, June 17th, at approximately 12.25 p.m. Um, according to reports, a man poured a liquid onto a woman on a TTC bus and then lit her on fire. Uh, paramedics rushed 28-year-old... Uh, I guess that's Naima Dolma of Toronto to Sunnybrook Health Sciences Centre to treat second and third degree burns. Uh, according to a CBC News report from July 5th, uh, the victim died of her injuries in hospital. Uh, police said they suspected the attack was random and motivated by hate. Um, at the time of the attack, 33-year-old Tenzin Norbu uh, was arrested and charged with attempted murder, uh, common nuisance endangering lives and safety of the public, uh, mischief over $5,000, interfering with property and assault with a weapon, 
uh, police have not re uh, released what uh, new charges he's facing. And then on Monday, July 11th, 2022, uh, Norbu, who uh, was from Toronto, was up. his charges were upgraded to first-degree murder. So yeah, that's obviously a very crazy case. Um, I don't... It's like, we've seen cases like, like, arson's fairly common where somebody gets killed in a house and then somebody light, lights it on fire to try to cover yeah. it up. Like that, like we see that all the time. Um, I can't think of the last time where somebody had like a substance poured on them and then they were lit on fire and they died. That's... Yeah. And also his charges being like mischief and interfering with property and assault, uh, what is the property? I don't know. Like, I guess uh, maybe the bus. I don't know. Like, maybe, uh, yeah. Yeah, like, I guess in terms, like, the, he poured liquid, I guess, and lit her on fire. Maybe part of the bus went up on fire, too. It's, uh, yeah, it's, and I guess those charges were, I guess she was still alive at the time. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. And I guess there was, like, like with the hate thing, there were some things reported that, brought, like, he was possibly tibetan in that but then i don't know there's been like not for, like there was some information initially but i guess none of it's really been confirmed is that correct tammy or yeah there's a lot of reports and some of them saying that he's a tibetan monk but if you look up this T tenzin norbu who is the P tibetan monk he's clearly much older than 33 okay, yeah. years old so yeah. i don't know like maybe one day when that goes to trial we'll yeah. find out more but it seems to be a very common name okay yeah and, 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 but we also don't know, like we have never, we don't know any, like he's been charged with something in the past or anything like that. So. No. Okay. So. Yeah. So, all right. Okay. Now the second one here, a London, Ontario man dies in hospital after being set on fire. We're two for two now. Okay. This is unusual. On July 12th at approximately 2.20 AM, London police were alerted of a man on fire by a citizen that called 911. Emergency crews arrived at the area of Admiral Drive in Trafalgar Street where they located a 29-year-old man with life-threatening injuries who was transported to hospital by paramedic services. The victim died of his injuries later that night. Investigators said the 29-year-old victim and suspect were known to each other and were at a residence on Noel Avenue earlier that evening. They became involved in a physical altercation and both individuals left the res residence separately. Investigators were searching for the suspect who fled in a vehicle after they determined that the driver was also responsible for a serious assault on the man. At approximately 3 a.m., London police arrested Bradley Georgery and charged him with attempted attempt to commit murder, impaired operation of a conveyance, and impaired exceeded blood alcohol concentration. Then on July 14th, police announced that the charges against Jordy had been upgraded to first-degree murder, and according to reports, the victim and the accused had been friends for 15 years. So, yeah, like our the second homicide this in one month of somebody being set on fire, um, yeah, that's obviously unusual. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we don't... So they And they were friends for 15 years. Uh, yeah. That is, yeah, that's another strange case. Uh, okay. All right, so the next one is uh, Brantford Police arrested and charged Jessica uh, Elizabeth Pareba, I think maybe that's how you pronounce it, and Rory Grant Tyler Hill in relation to the city's latest homicide. So uh, Brantford Police Patrol, uh, that's in Ontario, 
if you don't know, uh, responded to the report of a death in a, at a Colburn Street address on July 22nd at approximately 5 p.m. Um, it was reported that a 68-year-old uh, man was uh, located deceased. Uh, police have not released the cause of death or the victim's identity, only stating that his death is a homicide investigation. Uh, police, Brantford Police issued warrants for the arrest of Jessica Poraba, 41, and Rory Grant Tyler Hill, uh, 38, for first-degree murder. Uh, the victim and the accused parties were known to each other, um, and we have an update that on August 9th at approximately 11.30 p.m. that both Hill and Poraba were arrested with inc without incident and charged with first-degree murder. Uh, Brantford Police said they will not be releasing additional details, including the identity of the deceased and the manner of death. I guess uh, that's kind of interesting that they were not releasing the identity. Yeah, maybe they're related. Yeah, so we yeah we don't know. Yeah. Um, I actually do know someone who apparently went to high school uh, with Pereba. Um, I guess they went to high school together at Burford High School, which I don't believe exists anymore, and that is just west of Brantford. Oh. Okay, but he didn't. Where know Where's Burford? Just west of Brantford. Oh, is it just like a, a yeah. little town? Or it's a very little town. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so I don't know. He didn't. Know, he was. I remember talking to him, and he was surprised that. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know if he was totally shocked, but he said like. Went to high school and was a little bit surprised. So, oh. uh, three dead, including the suspect, and two were injured in a Langley shooting. Langley RCMP responded to multiple reports of shots fired at several different scenes throughout the city of Langley and one scene in the township of Langley in the early hours of July 25th. Police said a total of four people were shot, two men died at separate scenes around the city and one woman is in critical condition and the other man suffered non-life-threatening injuries. The suspect, 28-year-old Jordan Daniel Goggin of Surrey, was engaged by police and shot where he died at the scene. Police said Goggin was known to police but had non-criminal contact. The Independent Investigations Office, the also the IIO, continues to investigate because it was a police shooting, and on July 27th, homicide investigators determined that Goggin was wearing two different outfits at the time of the shooting and was driving a white Mazda four-door sedan. So I guess they were looking for any witnesses who had been around and could have remembered him okay. before he got <laughs> shot. Um, I had has identified the victim as Paul David Wynn, 60 years old, and Stephen Furness, 43. Police said that Wynn died outside of the Creekstone place and Furness died at a Langley bus, bus loop. The surviving victim remains in hospital. The woman, age 26, remains in critical condition, and the man has non-life-threatening injuries. And anyone with information is asked to contact the IHEAD information line at 1-877-551-4448. Okay, so basically this Goggin man shot four different people then. Yeah, so okay. I guess they're trying to figure out if, like, it's, it seems random. Like, yeah. it's weird, like... Because there um, was multiple sites, it seems. Yeah, and like a man at a bus stop. Like, yeah. it's just weird. Yeah, that is pretty strange. So, yeah. But yeah, the police killed him, so. So, yeah, there's obviously not going to be a trial then. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, it's a weird one. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay, so another uh, double homicide. So, uh, BC RCMP investigated a double homicide near the Sundial Hotel in Whistler. 
Uh, Whistler RCMP responded to a report of a shooting near the Sundial Hotel on July 24, 2022 at about 12.19 p.m. Uh, police and paramedics arrived to find one deceased male victim and a second male in medical distress. Uh, the second victim died of his injuries while receiving medical attention at a local medical clinic. Uh, police announced on July 25th that two people have been arrested in relation to the homicides. Uh, investigators have not determined if this incident and a recently located burnt, burned car are related or if the incidents are related to uh, an ongoing gang conflict. Um, so now the victims have now been identified as Meninder Dollywall and Satindera Gill, um, IHIT, I guess that's the Integrated Homicide uh, Investigation Team, said both men were known to police, and Meninder Dollywall was uh, one of several individuals identified by the combined, uh, sorry, combined Forces Special Enforcement Unit, uh, CFSEU-BC, as posing a specific, uh, sorry, a significant rate to public risk to public safety with connections to gangs. Uh, on July 25th, the BC Prosecution Service approved charges of first-degree murder against 24-year-old uh, Gersamaran Sahoda from Surrey and 20-year-old Tanvir Kak from, I believe that's, that's spelled K-H-A-K-H from Surrey. Uh, police have not released any other invest information at this time. Um, anyone with information regarding the above file should contact Whistler PC, uh, RCMP, Whistler RCMP at 604-932-3044. So yeah, that's, uh, another, uh, fairly wild one. Um, that's yeah. interesting. That's at, that wasn't at 1219, um, AM. That was 1219 PM. Yeah. Like middle so, of the day. Middle of the day and Sunday. I don't know. I assume I, I don't know what the Sundial Hotel is like, but I assume it's probably, if it's in Whistler, it's got to be a pretty nice yeah, one. Yeah, so. it looks really fancy. Does it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, kind of strange. And I guess we don't know, like, he, we don't know what gang he was. they, they were part of. So no. The United, United Nations or, I think, Red Scorpions. I, I can't keep track of all the BC gangs, but. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll find out we'll more. Find out. Yeah, okay. Okay, I'm going to try not to mess this one up. I'm having trouble speaking today. <laughs> Uh, suspect Aaron, Eric John Chase Tallow found deceased following a double homicide in Chilliwack. Upper Fraser Valley Regional Detachment, RCMP, responded to the report of a triple shooting at a home in the 9700 block of McNaught Avenue on July 21st at approximately 11 a.m. Police said one of the female victims died at the scene while the sec second woman was airlifted to Royal Columbian Hospital, where she later died. The male victim suffered non-life-threatening injuries. The victims have been identified as Amber Cully, 43, and Mimi Cates, 49. Eric John Chase Tallow, 50, has been identified as the alleged shooter. IHIT believes he was known to the victims and the shooting was targeted. Chase Tallow was last seen driving a red 1990s Jeep YJ, which appeared to have a yellow painted front end and may have BC license plates. Uh, Chase Tallow is described as white, 5 foot 9, and 176 pounds. He was last seen wearing black pants, a black jacket, and a black hat with an orange rim. So we have photos of all this on the website, including a photo of him and his vehicle and the victims. Um, RCMP said 
announced on July 26th that the body of Eric John Chastello was located on July 25th near Bridal River Falls, east of the Fraser Valley City. Preliminary findings indicate he died, a, he died by suicide. So this one's really weird. One of the women, Mimi Cates, she's a realtor. Okay. So I don't know, like, could it have been something weird, like a showing gone wrong? Or okay. <laughs> who knows? I don't know. It's really strange. And yeah. we don't know anything about any relationship between himself and, or him and no. the, uh, the two victims then. No, okay. but maybe because it's obviously not going to go to trial, I'm sure eventually something will come out. It usually okay, does. Yeah. Okay, uh, the next, yet another double homicide. Well, there was a lot of double homicides uh, in July of 2022 in Canada. Uh, a Canada-wide warrant was issued or has been issued for Kensworth Alton Francis, 27, in Mississauga. Uh, York Regional Police uh, Homicide Unit are seeking witnesses following a double homicide at a nightclub in Vaughan. Uh, so York Regional Police responded to a shooting at the ATL Lounge nightclub in the area of Highway 7 and Kill Street on July 23rd at approximately 3.30 a.m. Uh, police and paramedics arrived to find a 25-year-old male and a 22-year-old male who were pronounced dead at the scene. Um, a 20-year-old female victim was rushed to hospital suffering from a serious gunshot wound. Uh, police said she remains in hospital. Uh, why are... Why, uh, York Regional Police have not named the victims. However, the ATL Lounge named the two deceased as two of their bouncers. Eza and Tosin, in an Instagram post, uh, a GoFundMe campaign has been created to help with the funeral costs and to reunite their bodies with their families. Uh, I guess there's an update. So on July 28th, um, investigators released photos and a video of a suspect connected to this homicide and his acquaintance. Uh, the video is in Photos and videos were from surveillance taken from the ATL lounge. Uh, the victim is described as male, black, with a thin build in his 20s, and he's wearing a white and black shirt, and we have photos on the website. And there's another update on July 29th, so a Canada-wide arrest warrant has been issued for Kensworth Alton Francis, 27, of Mississauga. He's wanted for first-degree murder and attempted murder. Uh, and investigators continue to seek any cell phone video or photographs from inside or outside the establishment or video surveillance or dash cam footage from the area or on the roadways. Uh, anyone with information is asked to contact uh, the homicide unit at 1-866-876-5423, extension 7865. So, yeah, that's pretty sad that it was like two of the bouncers there and that. So, yeah, that happens occasionally. Uh, sometimes a person gets booted out and they come back with like a gun and that, so. Yeah, seems not worth it for a club night, yeah. you know. Uh, okay. Two killed and one injured in a shooting at a Surrey Athletic Complex. RCMP responded to the report of a shooting in the 14,600 block of 20 Avenue on July 30th at approximately 2.45 p.m. On arrival, police and paramedics located three men suffering from gunshot wounds. One man was pronounced at the scene, and the other two were rushed to hospital with life-threatening injuries where the second man died of his injuries. Sergeant Timothy Parati of the IHID said, At this time, investigators are working to confirm the identities of the victims and any nexus to the lower mainland gang conflict. The victims were known to police, but they didn't say how. The victims have been identified as Jordan Krishna, 19, and Robin Sereni, 20. On August 22nd, 
Police announced that Bryce Dallas Campbell, 25, of Surrey, has been charged with two counts of second-degree murder in the homicides of Krishna and Sarini. Campbell has also been charged with one count of attempted murder in connection with Habir Kosha, 26. Anyone with further information who has not already spoken to police is asked to call the IHIT tip line at 1-877-551-4448. All right, now the, uh, the next one. Uh, so this is probably the most interesting one that we're going to cover uh, this month. Uh, so two men were charged with the murder of Ripu Deman Singh Malik, who was fatally shot in Surrey, B.C., uh, so Surrey RCMP responded to a report of shots fired in the 8200 block of 128 Street on July 14th at approximately 9.26 a.m. Uh, on ar arrival, police located a man who the voice has identified as Ripu Deban uh, Singh Malik, suffering from gunshot wounds uh, despite life-saving efforts. The victim died of his injuries at the scene. Uh, a suspect uh, vehicle was located at on fire at 122 Street and 82nd Avenue. Um, and according to uh, information from uh, other outlets, uh, Ripidem Singh Malik was acquitted in the 1985 Air India bombing case back in 2005. So yeah, that's uh, you know obviously he was widely suspected of being part of the people that uh, blew up the Air India uh, um, case, which I guess I think is basically Canada's modern uh, most mass murder. Wow, I I don't remember it. Yeah. Uh, I remember it uh, vaguely. Um, yeah, and so there's actually been an update from the RCP on July 26th that Tanner Fox, 21, and Jose Lopez, 23, have been uh, both been arrested and charged with first-degree murder. Uh, anyone with information about this incident, dash cam footage, or video surveillance from the area is asked to contact the Surrey RCMP at 604-599-0502. Um, it's interesting when I heard that when this happened that I figured I thought that perhaps I don't know there was a lot of rumors going around and you, you wonder could it be revenge for the Air India yeah. uh, bombing case because obviously he was acquitted but a lot of people still believe that he was still involved. Um, also, uh, there was rumors I, I remember reading that actually like the people like Sikh separatists might have killed him because the, the this Malik had become more friendly I guess with Modi the. Uh, Indian Prime Minister, uh, allegedly. Um, but I guess the thing that surprised me a bit is that Tanner Fox and Jose Lopez, that like the, I would have thought that uh, the killer probably would have been of Indian uh, background in some sense. But obviously, like I, as far as I know, Tanner Fox. Well, I'm I, I'm kind of speculating here, but like yeah, Tanner Fox yeah. and Jose Lopez, like they do not sound like Indian names to me in that. So no. I, like I don't know what the story is here. So. But maybe it's kind of like how we were talking about maybe last month how they get like hitmen from different areas maybe they get hitmen that's from yeah, different that's, that's races that's could be a good point too yeah because like yes maybe someone wanted them dead and so like yeah. necessarily you don't have to hire like you know like you can hire whoever you want to kill somebody i suppose that's a good point so uh yeah that's uh yeah it's like i guess we'll hopefully learn some more information it's been obviously that was 1985 so it's been a long time since the air india case but uh yeah, that's like a, yeah, a yeah. fairly strange one. Okay, uh, so now we'll go on the section where we look at some uh, notable updates and some arrests of some cases we've talked about in the past, on past episodes. Uh, so Dr. Brian Nadler, 35, was charged with three more counts of first-degree murder after multiple suspicious, uh, suspicious deaths 
at the Hawkesbury and District General Hospital. I believe that's that's in Ontario. Yeah. Uh, so the ba- the backstory is Hawkesbury OPP announced on March 26th that they were conducting an investigation after they were called to the hospital on the report of a su- suspicious death. Uh, Nadler, 35, was arrested by police on March 26th after multiple recent deaths, said police spokesperson Bill Dixon. Uh, police have not confirmed how many deaths occurred. Uh, Nadler had been charged with one count of first-degree murder, but he maintains his innocence. Uh, the College of Physicians and Surgeons of Saskatchewan shows a doctor of the same name and education was found guilty of professional misconduct in 2018. Uh, so we have another update on March 30th. On March 29th, uh, police identified 89-year-old Albert Pudinger of Point Barrow, Quebec, as the death that led to the initial first-degree murder charge against Nadler. Uh, Bill Dixon of the OPP could not confirm whether Pottinger was one of Nadler's patients. And then there's another update on April 2nd. Uh, according to the CBC, the medication used for COVID-19 patients is part of the murder investigation into Brian Nadler. Uh, the OPP are w- waiting for postmortem results from several other people who died at the hospital recently. And so another update on July 6th. Uh, Nadler was released in the Ottawa Carlton Detention center on ten thousand dollar bail on July fifth, which ten thousand dollar bail seems pretty low to me for yeah. homicide. But nevertheless, uh, Nadler was charged on August seventeenth, uh, twenty twenty two, with three additional counts of first degree murder. The uh, three victims were Claire Briere, eighty of Rigaud, Quebec, uh, Lorraine, uh, sorry, Lorraine Lalan, seventy nine of Hawkesbury, Ontario, and Judith uh, Lungu Lescu, ninety three of East Hawkesbury Township, Ontario. And they were all under Nadler's care at the time of their death. And police say the investigation remains ongoing. Um, so, yeah, that's obviously uh, not your run-of-the-mill Canadian homicide. Um, I guess it comes at an interesting time where, I guess, people are talking a lot more about assisted death than that. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I don't want to speculate too much in that. But, uh, obviously, these people are fairly... They're all elderly. They're all pretty old. Um, yeah. So... I'm not sure if Nadler was making that decision for or what. So uh, yeah, I, we don't know. But uh, yeah, um, yeah. But he's been charged with four homicides now, uh, which yeah, you can't you can't. That's like yeah, that's crazy mm-hmm. too. Like is is it because he's a doctor that he got released on ten thousand dollars? Because anyone else, it would be like yeah, a million like, or two hundred and fifty thousand. Especially like first degree murder too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's like. Like, in those cases, like, usually bail doesn't get granted. But uh, obviously he says that he's innocent. So um, maybe they feel that he wasn't a flight risk and maybe that there was something here. But now now he's been charged with, like, like four total. So yeah. um, I don't know. And it's interesting that, yeah, the fact that he was found of, um, uh, like, found in Saskatchewan of, of misconduct in that. So we did, I guess professional misconduct so and found guilty so we don't know i guess we don't know too much about that so no i think it was all verbal okay whatever it was so yeah um yeah i guess that's like we don't really like obviously we can speculate but we don't really know um but i guess yeah they will find out we'll find out if there's more victims actually if he killed like four people that's probably um you know like uh, Multiple homicides are pretty rare in Canada, so yeah. somebody killing four people, that's that's a lot. So Yeah, and I wonder if there's more. Yeah. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Okay, so an update. Parcel remains found and charges laid 
after Calgary police believe missing woman Tammy Doreen Howard was the victim of a homicide. So here is the backstory. Calgary police said Tammy Doreen Howard, also known as Irish, 49, was last heard from on Saturday, December 24, 2016. Her family reported her missing on April 2017 and a police investigation was initiated. Investigators have followed up on many leads and now believe that Irish was the victim of a homicide. CPS reached out to the public to gather information regarding a vehicle believed to con be connected in her death, a light-colored Jeep Wrangler, and Calgary Police announced on August 6th that they now have reason to believe that evidence related to her death may be located east of Calgary. Police said with the help of the public and through the investigation process, investigators believe that the evidence related to Irish's death may be located on Siksika Nation land. On August 11th, Acting Staff Sergeant Lee Trait of Calgary Police said in a press release, over the last five years, our missing persons unit investigators have followed up on leads and poured over evidence in an effort to locate Irish, who we believe was murdered in a particularly violent way. We are saddened to share through DNA processes. We have located and identified partial remains of Irish and continue to search for additional remains. As a result of the investigation, Natalie Renee Vinji, also known as N.B. Evans, 36 of Calgary, has been charged with first-degree murder. Police do not believe that the accused acted alone and continue to investigate. Uh, yeah, and I guess, yeah, that's uh, good on the Calgary police on solving that. For, yeah. Like, that's basically five years ago. Oh, she disappeared. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we don't know any relationship at all between the... No, all okay. this basically came out just this past month, so... Okay. All right, so here's the last one we're going to cover. So uh, Gregory Anthony Beasley was arrested in Toronto. Uh, Kingston police have been investigating the 2021 double homicide of Ottawa rapper Carl Alain Delphine, otherwise known as Lito, and Nico, Nico Sublier. Uh, so here's the backstory. So Kingston police and paramedics responded to a report of a shooting on October 16, 2021 at approximately 7.15 p.m., in the area of Sydenham Road and Highway 401. Uh, police arrived to find two injured men, uh, Carl Alain Delphin, 20, an Ottawa rapper who went by the name of Lito, and he was pronounced at the scene. Uh, the second victim, uh, a 29-year-old man, was rushed to Kingston General Hospital where he was in the ICU, but unfortunately he died of his injuries on October 18th, which I guess is two days later. Uh, so back in 2020, 2012, a man with the same name was facing charges for a murder. So, Nic Nico Sublier was charged with first degree murder and conspiracy to commit an indictable offense in relationship to the homicide of 24 year old Joey Faber. So, we don't know whatever happened with that charge, I guess. This no, thing. and okay. we don't know if it's the same person, but it okay. probably is. Yeah, that's like, can't say for sure, but obviously, that seems like a name that's a little, like, a little interesting more unusual than that and yeah it's, it's not like joe smith or something yeah okay and so on june 23rd 2022 the kingston police major crime unit released images of a male they were looking to identify and speak to in regards to the murders of sublier and delphine and so then on august 17th 2022 the kingston police arrested gregory anthony beasley uh in the city of toronto in relationship to these two murders um he is charged with two counts of first degree murder possession of a firearm 
firearm while prohibited, uh, use of a firearm to commit an indictable offense, uh, possession of a prohibited firearm without holding a license or registration certificate. Um, so, yeah. And I believe, was Leto covered in our past episode yeah. on Canadian rapper homicides? Yeah, he's in the rapper homicide one. Yeah, so yeah. if you want to go back and look at our list on our website and that, and or a homicide, like you can go and look at us on Spotify or iTunes, wherever you look at our podcast. Yeah, we have an, ep- an episode that's basically just covering ham or sorry canada homicides related to rappers whether they're the victim or the perpetrator yeah. uh yeah it's kind of interesting i don't know we'll have to do a second one i think maybe maybe not this year maybe next year in that yeah like there's i think there's been more some more rapper homicides uh okay so yeah this was july's episode uh for the homicide canada podcast um yeah and so yeah if you want to go to our website homicidecanada.com yeah, you can check us out. We've got to try to have a post for your homicide. And then we also have like info for all the provinces and uh, larger municipalities. Yeah, if you want to, you can email us at info at homicidecanada.com. So if you missed a murder in your municipality or province or there's anything else you'd want to say. Um, yeah, our Twitter is homicide underscore Canada. Our DMs are always open. Uh, our Facebook, we're on Facebook and Instagram. So you just look up Homicide Canada in the search and we should come up too. So yeah. That's been the episode for, and yeah, and so on behalf of uh, Tammy and myself, uh, yeah, I hope you come back for the next episode.